I'm gonna make him an awful gamble. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent, buy or stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Viper. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Brace for impact indeed. This is the best movies you've never seen. And my name is Stephen Fennick and I'm the so-called movie expert of the podcast. Self-appointed. The person who this podcast is really named after is Trevor, who a lot of these movies he has never seen, or all of these movies he's never seen, but also to a lot of other people Maybe the, this, these other movies have passed them by as well. Mm. Trev, welcome. Good day to you, Stephen. I love the idea that some people are discovering these movies for the first time like Along me. with you. That's I'm right. not the only one. Yeah. But mainly because of generational reasons, not because they're useless and don't watch movies like me. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. But uh, I think it's it's great to – I love it when people suggest movies. And, and you suggest a movie to me, like chances are I've seen it already. Yeah. But for yourself and others, then, you know, When it's, was it's the last time someone suggested a movie to you – that you went, I've never seen that. Apart from re- Frozen. I can't, re- I can't remember. <laughs> I've never seen Frozen. There's my admission. That's on the list. I'll yeah, be switching be, you, that one you up. You can run that, Mike. Yep. Right. This week, though, let's talk about Gravity. This mm. is uh Academy Award winning film released in 2013, starring Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. A couple of heavyweights right yeah, there. Solid names. And directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Now, uh, what the the movie was the, the developed for at Universal Pictures, right? Now, Universal at the time, when they saw the script, they thought, right, we are going to attach Angelina Jolie to this movie. Ah. We want her to star in this film. But Universal, in the end, decided the film was going to be too expensive to produce and the movie was put into what they call turnaround. So... When that happens, turnaround is when a studio wants to make a movie, change their mind, decide, okay, we don't want it anymore. So it's sitting there until someone else wants to buy it and produce it themselves. Right. That's what turnaround's called. So hmm. it's spent four years in this the development process, this turnaround, uh, because at the time, you've got to remember, it was an ambitious project at the time. So this was around 2009. Mate, we will unpack this, but yeah. I, I think I have so many questions about Remarkable. how it was made. Oh, yeah, and I've got a lot of answers for it too. But it was – you think about how to achieve what they wanted to achieve, the technology 
hadn't caught up with them yet. The, yeah. the, the breakthrough moment for Alfonso Cuaron, the director, was when Avatar was released. Right. And that was sort of, he thought, okay, now this is possible. And in comparison to Avatar, 80% of the of gravity is consisted of computer-generated effects. Right. Now, compared to Avatar, which only had 60% oh, wow. of, of, of computer-generated effects. Avatar's a three-hour movie, though. Hmm. But still, in comparison... Solid, it's remarkable. But th- that's that's what really got it got it through to production. Which is what at also that point. adds to the cost. Absolutely right. And the film was originally going to be released on the twenty first of November, twenty twelve, which is my wedding anniversary. Uh, but it was rescheduled for the following year to f- complete the post production work. There was a mm. lot of post production work needed. So, you had not seen this, had seen it and I forgotten. Was, when what you is mentioned the it to me last week, I was sure I'd seen it. And there are there were moment, fleeting moments where I went, this rings a bell. But mate, honestly, yeah, it, I was on the edge of my seat the whole yeah, way. So it's good movie, if yeah. I'd seen it, I'd yeah. forgotten every bit of it. Okay. <laughs> well, it swept the Oscars. Right. It won seven Oscars. So it was nominated for best picture, didn't win. Hmm. Nominated for best performance by an actor in a leading role, Sandra Bullock, didn't win. What? Won best. Uh, won the Academy Award for cinematography. Hmm. That's a no-brainer. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron won oh. the Oscar for Best Director. Yep. He became the first Hispanic and Mexican to win an Academy Award for Best Director. Oh, legend. It also won uh, the Oscar for Best Film Editing, won the Oscar for Best Achievement in Music Written for the Screen, uh, was nominated in Production Design, didn't win, won the Oscar for Sound Editing, won the Oscar for Sound Mixing, won the Oscar for Visual Effects. Had to win that. Like, yeah. Wow! So it, it swept it. It was it was a big it was a big night. Alrighty, this is your last exit before the freeway. If you haven't seen Gravity, you can catch it on Fetch. And Stephen, I um, I took advantage of something we haven't talked about a lot, which is the Fetch Moby app to watch this. So I've been flying, traveling. Ah. So I was able to. You, all you do is you download the app to your smartphone, or in my case, the tablet, yep. and you link it to your Fetch box. Very easy process to do. And then on the app, I'm able to look look at what's available on my Fetch box. I rent or buy the movie, and then I can download it onto my iPad. I was yeah, I watched that. I, I did watched that with Gravity Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I watched Gravity on the plane, uh, and our next week's movie. I'm going to do the same thing because I'm traveling again this yeah. week. So, mate, it was such a great experience because it meant that I now own the movie. It's in my Fetch library. It's yeah. in my stuff, but it works seamlessly and you on can watch, the go. Watch it anywhere. And you can do the same thing with a whole range of content, TV shows, movies, and it's all available on the Fetch Moby app for every single Fetch user. And check out all the details at fetchtv.com.au. Okay, well, you have now seen Gravity. Yeah. And what are your what are your impressions? Don't give away the whole yeah. thing. Tell us what your first impressions are. I just were. can't stop thinking about how they made it. Like, yeah. I, I'm just. I have answers for I'm you. I'm just worry. so blown away by it because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, just the shots. Forget, forget them or the spacecraft. Just the shots of Earth look yeah. so beautiful, amazing. Yeah. And then you think, I, I don't know how you do zero gravity. That blows my mind, mate. It just made me think a lot. But then, as a movie, yeah, it's a great story. It's. I think it's actually unexpectedly played out. Yeah, you normally. There's in this kind of situation, yeah, yeah. you expect the drama at the end. Like yeah. normally it's, you know, uh, uh, you come to yeah. like an act two up. has yeah, the yeah. drama in it, whereas yeah. this is like in your face from yeah, the get-go. Up. So, yeah, and I quite enjoyed that part yeah, of it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the fact that I don't think I don't think you could predict much of it. I, you know, I talk yeah, about no, how I great. often Absolutely, go, yeah. I know what's going to happen next. Yes. 
didn't feel that at yeah. all here. Excellent. I think that's a sign of a good script. Is it ever? Now, what's your thread slash tweet here? Um, my my message on this one is gravity grabs you and pulls you in. <laughs> nice. Breaking news. Uh, Sandra Bullock <laughs> is an outstanding star in this movie and it's well worth a watch. I saw this at the movies. I think it was one of those movies that you had to experience in a big in a big well, cinema. And I won't lie yeah, to you, having yeah. watched it on an iPad, yeah. I'm now really keen to Come see and watch it. it at my, yeah. I watched it at my place and I actually I watched it in the afternoon and I cranked it yeah. and it was sounded phenomenal. Because the music and sound of this film yes. is I reckon Oscar winning. Real showcase. Yeah, it is, but yeah. the showcase like all the speakers gotta work yeah, out. Yeah. And and the way that they use sound is remarkable. And I also think, and I could I could get the sense, but yeah. obviously on a smaller screen you don't get the immersion. But I got the sense for immersion, yeah, because of the the kind of scale of the shots, like you know, because you're in space, yeah. So I can I can imagine a bigger screen gives you that feeling. Not only that, but also the directional sound, like you hear things coming around you and okay. in front of you and above you. Right. It's really really cool. Let's look at the cast. Uh, only really two main people to talk about here. Sandra Bullock plays Ryan Stone. Mm. Uh, she was in Speed, which we've done. She was in The Blind Side, which she won an Oscar for. Wow. Uh, that's the story of the woman who adopts this um, this African-American footballer, remember, mm. and, and he ends up becoming a superstar, plays for the NFL. She won an Oscar for We're, it. It's a true story. We've not done that movie. No. Then no, I have not, not seen it, not so yet, how do I remember yeah. it? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Miss Congeniality, she was in that. I've heard a, of A that. nice comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in another movie called The Proposal, I think with Ryan Reynolds. That was pretty funny. George Clooney plays Matt Kowalski and Ocean's Eleven, which we've done. Yep. Up in the Air is another one of his films, which is on our list. Really underrated film of his. Sounds like a hidden gem. Uh, it is absolutely in my hidden gem category. He was in Michael Clayton uh, and also another movie. We'll do Michael Clayton eventually. And Ides of March is another really good political thriller he was in as well. Mm. Who played Did the bloke with a hole in his head? Uh, I don't know that guy here. <laughs> oh, isn't it amazing that this yeah. is literally just two people? It is, yeah. yeah. Mm. But did you hear, did you recognise a voice? Mission Control. Yep. Yeah, I did. That voice. I can't place it. Ed Harris. Oh, of course. The guy who was in Apollo 13. I was going to say he was in Mission Control for Apollo 13 Correct. as well. Yeah, Apollo 13. He was in The Abyss, Glengarry Glen Ross, which we've done as well. Boom. (laughs) All righty. Before we get to the run-through, let's chat about our other sponsor, and that's Hisense. Now, if you're in the market for TV, look no further than Hisense. They've got you covered. If you – if like talking of screen sizes, the the U7KAU series, you can go from 55-inch all the way up to 100 inches. So plenty of choices, and that TV has a mini LED backlight. It's their unique mini LED technology that's paired with their ULED technology and quantum dot that gives you these amazing, vibrant and realistic colours, amazing contrast and their trademark bright picture. Now, if you're a gamer, you also get 144 hertz game mode pro, which includes the variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode. And uh, compatible, it gives you all of that and through the HDMI 2.1 ports as well. If you're a gamer, you know what I'm talking about and you'll, you'll love playing on this screen. 
Now, it's got Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10 Plus as well. So that really adds to seeing all that added detail on the screen, especially if you've got a really big television. You really enjoy all the things that we talk about on the show, that we watch on the show. You can really appreciate the quality right there. The Highview engine also comes in a play to process and fine-tune your picture in real time and gives you this amazing crystal clear image. And the Vida U7 operating system really does help you get to your content really quickly. It really helps you get organized. You're not going to be continually scrolling through. You get to what you want to watch straight away. And as I mentioned, all those sizes are right there for you. So if you enjoy playing games or watching sport, 55-inch, 65-inch, 75-inch, 85, and the big one, 100 inches, you can enjoy in your home. Check it out. If you head down to a store, stand in front of a Hisense TV and judge for yourself. Don't just take our word for it. Check it out for yourself or go to the website, hisense.com.au. Are you ready for takeoff, Trev? Blast off. Blast off. Well, the setup here Mm. is we see a Dr. Ryan Stone. So the the sort of the – I love how it sort of the – Pans into gets closer to yeah, zooms into zooms the, in to the shuttle on the shuttle, yeah. and we work out that the Dr. Ryan Stone, she's a mission specialist. This is her first shuttle mission. Yes, she's repairing a panel on the Hubble Space Telescope, which yeah. is an actual thing. A no, Hubble Telescope. If the, if, if yeah. this is to be believed, I didn't realise it's at kind of so yeah, low in orbit. Pretty low orbit. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but the James Webb Telescope is now further, it's further out. out. Yeah, it's yes. further out. It's much better. Uh, also on the mission is Matt Kowalski. He's a veteran. Yep. And he's, so it's funny how, so Rhinestone, her first mission, mm. Matt Kowalski, final mission. Yes. And uh, they, they may make a little mention of it. Kowalski, we, we know you don't care about things like this, but uh, for your information, this delay is not going to be long enough for you to break Anatoly Solovyev's spacewalking record. <laughs> it seems like you're going to be left... Uh, 75 minutes shy? Never crossed my mind. Matt, it's been a privilege... Right back at you, Houston. So we find out he's there's a record that may yeah. be up for grabs, <laughs> yeah. which he may or may not accomplish. He's probably <laughs> wanted it all the time, but he's got he's got a jetpack, like he's able yeah. to essentially freely fly around Hazard, space, right? whereas um, uh, Ryan, Ryan Stone is tethered yeah. uh, and doing her work uh, specifically on the panel. Yeah. Now it was the, the establishing shot uh, looked great, but mission control cuts through. And then instructs them there they need to abort their mission. Explorer, this is Houston. Go ahead, Houston. Mission abort. Repeat. Mission abort. Initiate emergency disconnect from Hubble. Begin re-entry procedure. ISS initiate emergency evacuation. Copy all Houston and in work. Matt, immediate return to explore. Repeat. Immediate return to explore. Copy explore. Prep airlock. Airlock engaged. Ready to receive. Houston, elaborate. Debris from the missile strike has caused a chain reaction, hitting other satellites and creating new debris. Traveling faster than a high-speed bullet up towards your altitude. Now copy. Copy all. Put a bow on it, Dr. Stone. I can't. The board is still initializing. I'm not going to ask you again. One second. Not one second. Now. Shut it down. That's an order. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Kowalski, initiate emergency disconnect from the Hubble. All right, Sharif, let's do this. Roger, Matt. Houston, update? Well, we have a full-on chain reaction. It's been confirmed that it's the unintentional side effect of the Russians striking one of their own satellites. They shut down their own satellite. Right at disposal. Most likely a spy sat gone bad. Now it's shrapnel. Explorer ready to disengage HST. Lock release in three, two, one. Explorer, new data coming through. 
What's the blowback, Houston? It's not good. Most of our systems are gone. Debris chain reaction is out of control and rapidly expanding. So oh, that really jolts you into uh, it does. attention, it's, doesn't it? It's weird, though. I would say you don't hear the urgency in their voices, which you could argue is about their training and yeah. just deliver the message, receive the message, et cetera. But even that last one there with Ed Harris, it's, I don't know, it just didn't feel urgent enough for me. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like this is yeah. disaster that they've they've witnessed, at, yeah. you know, coming at them. It's coming It's basically them. cutting off cutting off hundreds of satellites it's yeah. breaking down you know the space and yep. there's this debris field is dangerous yeah. i liked how when um ryan stone was saying oh, I'm, I'm still it's still initializing was she worried that if you eject the usb without yeah. uh, yeah. was that with the problem or well this <laughs> you know she's a she's a scientist, she's a scientist she, she doesn't want to yeah, leave yeah. the space telescope yeah uh, inoperable until yeah. someone else comes back to it but right? then she soon learned the urgency <clears throat> of the whole situation yeah. there well soon after that they lose contact with mission control yeah and uh, Stone and Kowalski, though, are still trying to transmit in the blind, mm. is what they're saying, yeah. hoping that they can still be heard. Now, a couple of talking points here at the start, mate. Did you notice the opening scene, the establishing shot, you know, the view of Earth, mm. detaching from the shuttle, all of that, one shot, 12 and a half minutes long. Really? 12 and a half minute opening shot. In and out. In and out, around and up and down, upside down. Without cutting, that's remarkable. Yeah, especially given I don't know how yeah, they the, do it. The it's difficulty effect. Of, of how it goes. Yeah, it's a it's a green screen soundstage, yeah. some sort of thing. That's wild. Yeah. Did you like it too? Uh, I was talking about sound already a bit, but did you like it when the sound was getting as it was approaching? There was getting really loud and loud and loud. Then suddenly, just went boom to silence. Yeah, it, they, and they yeah. established that early in the, in the written. Yeah. Uh, Credit the sound, you want to call there's it. no sound. There's, and, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's nothing to transmit sound essentially yeah. in space. Now, if you've watched this as many times as I have, okay, mm -hmm. and I have, I did, oh, even though I watched it at the movies, I have watched it because it's a short movie. It's like 90, 85 minutes yeah. you can watch the whole thing. The sound that they relayed, you'll notice in the early bits when she's working on the tools, did you hear sort of these little like light thumping sounds of it's sort of how sound is transferred yeah. In, yeah. in a vacuum? Yes. And that, that that attention to detail is is there. You can hear that right. on the audio before those other sounds that you don't that others films haven't accounted for. They've gone really they've really gone into the detail there. Yeah. All righty, strike number one, the high speed debris strikes the shuttle and sending it spinning wildly. And it is Yeah. This is pretty alarming. Honestly, as a scene, yeah. the way again, because this is all effects. Yeah. It's, it's mate, absolutely incredible. Yeah, this just yeah. mate, this alone yeah. would have won them the Oscar. Yeah, I think so. Like too. you got, you get yeah. to this point of the movie and you don't go. This but, is the best visual effects we've ever seen. Ryan Stone's at the end of the boomer. That's right, and she goes into a spin. Oh, Unstrap. Look, we need to get the hell out of here. Need some help there, man? No, don't wait for us. Man down. Man down. In that audio, did you notice a couple of things? Mm. 
first you in that audio you you when you're watching the film it does memory says man down so that's when the yes. first astronaut was killed you see you see you just, see just him down get in the struck in the background yeah and then you're hearing the pilot of the shuttle remember the woman talking hmm. and then she stops talking as well you hear her get killed too so she right, stops talking mid sentence right when she gets hit so hearing back, that back yeah, well, right. you one you're watching it you're sort of trying to take it all in, but just hearing the audio, uh, that's what's come out to me. And see, what this is kind of a really critical thing about the next stage of the movie, but I talked about how calm the radio transmission is. Mm. And this is where you, I think that earlier part is intentionally calm to make mm. you feel this sense of calm in the conversation because then there's this very clear disparity between Stone's yeah. communication and Kowalski's because, yeah. you know, she's freaking out. Yeah, and she's he, screaming. He is... <laughs> he is yeah. He is well, very that's, that's his training, steady isn't it, and know? trained and experienced and to the point where he talks to her yep. about that's the reason she's got to calm down because of oxygen, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's intentional the way they speak earlier in the movie to give you the sense of a calm voice yeah. versus the escalation in, in Absolutely. stone. Now, just just to just sort of the, the the that whole debris, that whole cascading debris, is mm. actually a re, a reality. It, it happens. Right. The scenario is called the Kessler syndrome, which was named after the NASA scientist of the same name, Donald J. Kessler, who said who he his theory in nineteen seventy eight. He said that a cascading Kessler syndrome involving an object of the size of the International Space Station could trigger as has happened in the film, a catastrophic chain reaction of debris. Because, yeah. I mean, there's no control. Yep. Once a piece of debris... Yeah. And, and I think you've watched, you watch enough space movies, you get the sense, and there's a lot of it um, assumed in this movie that mm. you just pick it up, like the fact that, you know, pushing off something gives you... Uh, a, a, a momentum, yeah, yeah, uh, and things like that. And yep. that's why they talk about the, the speed of this stuff because it, it's an explosion... Yeah. The, the speed of those debris that are, they're actually traveling is at coming high speed. at that speed and, and will continue to. The, that orbiting, during the movie we'll find out that every 90 minutes is when mm. the debris was going to come through. Yeah, that orbiting de debris field in reality could make it impossible to launch space missions or satellites for decades mm. if it's at that sort it of needs scale. To, it needs to, so to clear out, clear out. Or, or eventually drop out of drop orbit and burn it. up. So, yeah. Yeah. Back to the story, the robot arm breaks off from the STS. Stone is yep. forced to release the tether from to the robot arm and she's thrown so she's now floating. from the SPS mm. and you know what? Freaking she's, out. She's panicking a little bit. And and but that's this is the bit that I think is conveyed very well. Yeah. You know, her panic, you feel it. Yeah. As a viewer, you're thinking, Oh man, and she's this tumbling is... too. You don't hear her point she's going up because down also and... we've seen we've witnessed in the cinematography we've seen the shuttle get hit yeah and so in your yeah. mind you think in the shuttle's it's gone destroyed. right yeah, yeah. and you that, that's that the, the assumption right yeah, yeah. at this point in the They're movie stranded. so they are stranded in space at this point and old mate's got a jetpack and she is mm. floating and kowalski in the meantime is sort of saying where what's your position and and he's trying to calm her down as well mm. now here's another little thing did you notice this do you remember when the camera came in, sort of was had a real close-up of, of, uh, of Stone from outside a helmet? Mm. And did you notice the camera come inside her helmet? Did no, you notice this? That. Mate, it's a remarkable shot where it comes in. It's like the camera's sort of come through the helmet 
seeing her face up close, and that eventually turns around and becomes a first-person shot. Right, so instead so of being It's a, looking a at her, and then person. it takes over her shot. Wow. It's one continual shot that's a <laughs> remarkable shot. If you uh, if you see it again or you haven't seen it, keep an eye out for that. Have a it's look a for remarkable that. little mm. bit of filmmaking. Uh, now, Kowalski, who's still wearing his thruster pack, eventually catches up to Stone and attaches her tether to him mm. so they can head back to the shuttle. Gotcha. All right. Now, I'm going to tether you to me. I know you never realized how devastatingly good looking I am, <laughs> but I need you to stop staring and help me with the tether. Okay? So that they're going to they head back to the wreckage. Yep. And they find the engineer Sharif. His helmet's so uh, there's just Which a hole is, in his head. It's a yeah. It's a fair thing to show. Well, an object's obviously just gone through his Straight helmet, through. through his head. See you later. Uh, and they show it. They they focus. They yeah, look at it. It's and, like mate. I'd... And her helmet. Remember her helmet light really brightens it up for us to yeah. get a really good look at it. I mean, yeah. I knew he was dead. I didn't yeah. really need you to see the see, hole. See, I think Australia through his head. Yeah. Anyway. Oof. Uh, <laughs> They find that the Explorer, which is the shuttle, has been damaged. The shuttle's interior has also been ripped open and the remainder of the crew, you see the yeah, crew floating so about. The, the other so, um, crew floating there. Kowalski makes this announcement. Here's hoping you have a hell of an insurance policy, Houston. The damages to Explorer are catastrophic. So that's uh, they're not going to be using that anytime soon. No. So they decide to but make But I, I love plan. the fact that, and this, again, this just really hammers home Kowalski's experience yeah. and training because you think to yourself, well, what do they do now? But then he almost immediately mm. has a plan. And here's the great thing about this movie. You don't question – I'll get through the movie as we run through it, but I can't think of anything I questioned as going as yeah. if kind of thing because yeah. you, you think – this is, you know, this That's is logically. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's logically. It's, it makes yeah. sense that yeah. that would be the case. I'll point out a few things yeah, later, course, yeah, but, yeah. but no, in the run of the film, you think, oh yeah, that's plausible. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that yeah. plausibility. Yeah. is the key word totally. to this movie. Totally. And uh, well, Kowalski decides that they're gonna, they've got a plan to head to the ISS. All right, we have to make our way to the space station over there. It's a bit of a hike. We need to use their escape pod, the Soyuz, to get back to Earth. Agreed? Dr. Stone. Agreed? Agreed. All right. After you. Like how Stone's luck, first first mission into space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's here's what's so great about that is he's he's not he's not being controlling. He's now Brought himself to her level to go. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Are you with me on this? He's he's trying to bring Sign her along the journey, isn't it? Yeah. But also, she's a leader. Yeah. you know, this is her first thing. She's just experienced a catastrophic disaster, yeah. <laughs> but she's also just heard that there's a way home. Yeah, because like well, that's the plan. Yeah. Again, at this point, I'm thinking I've watched this movie. Do they just float in space forever? Like, what happens? <laughs> like, I didn't. I just yeah. didn't remember that they get back to Earth, and it's that it's that concept of. There's a way back, which is yeah. just so so cool well, and plausible. He's got his thruster pack, right? So he yeah. uses that to give get him the momentum to reach the International Space Station, which at the in in orbit was 100 kilometers away. But at this point, she's talking about her her oxygen levels being at like nine percent and then eight yeah. percent. I've got to tell you, Kowalski, champ. 
yeah. didn't really pay any credence well, no, to that. He, which... he said, no, he did say to her, he said, look, you know, d- sip, don't gulp. I get I think, it. With the oxygen. He, he didn't really <laughs> bring a sense of urgency to the yeah. to the trip to the ISS. Maybe. It's like, mate, can Maybe. we give it one extra bit of thrust? Yeah. Um, but you learn why when they get close to the ISS because obviously it's a velocity thing. It's a, yeah. you don't want to be going too far. But I think what adds the, the, the whole what adds to the tension, sort of the ticking clock, if you like, is yeah. he reminds her, he says, look, we've got 90 minutes before the debris field comes back. they set their watches. And they yeah. set their watches. You think, oh, God, you know, that, that that's another factor that you're thinking, wow, what's going to happen, mm. that unpredictability. As they get close to the ISS, as you said, Stone's oxygen reserves are running pretty low. But I like this when – this is a pretty tense moment, mm. but Kowalski – it's like remember in Hunt for Red October when they're, they're – um, Jack Ryan's in in the Red October and they're facing the enemy Russians and then Sean Connery goes, "What books did you write again?" And he just sort of just totally off, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. changed topic. I think this is what it this go, feels it, like. But it also goes to the fact that Kowalski is a storyteller, yeah. and yes, because you learned this earlier. He, he loves telling he's, a story. He's story he's about the New Orleans. That. Yeah. And so this is him. This is his way of passing time. Uh, is having yeah. a conversation. Somebody down there looking up, thinking about you. I had a daughter. Hmm. She was four. She was at school playing tag, slipped, hit her head, and that was it. Stupidest thing. I was driving when I got the call, so ever since then, that's what I do. I wake up, I go to work, and I just drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's really He says to her at some point, you know, that is the most devastating thing that can happen to you. Mm. Like losing a child. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And now here she is in space. Yeah. And it kind of creates this juxtaposition of emotion where you're like, yeah. this is the most amazing thing she could ever achieve in her life. Yeah. But it actually means nothing to her because she yeah. doesn't have anyone yeah. to enjoy it There's for There's no her. one it's, really to, well, ugh. you don't know whether she's married or anything, whether there's anyone at home. It's kind of assumed she's not, I guess. Yeah. Um, they get to the ISS and it is, they find that it's already damaged. He can see straight yeah. away from a distance yeah. that one the, of them's already deployed. Yes. There's obviously two emergency capsules. Yeah. Luckily, two. Yeah. yeah. One's deployed and gone, yep. the people that were on it, and the other one is there, but the parachute's already been deployed. Yeah. So they won't be able to use that when they get, use it to- It's into, a pretty important yeah. part of the re-entry process. It certainly is. Um, the plan is, though, uh, once they arrive, they realise that, you know what, we can't probably get to Earth with this one. Plan is to take the Soyuz to travel to the Tiangong, which is the nearby Chinese space station. So it's like a neighbourhood of space stations. Yeah, here. right. And they decide to get aboard the, that module that can then take them to Earth. So as they approach the, the ISS, this was a tense part here, um, as they zoom by, the tether holding them together breaks uh, but at the last moment, uh, Stone's leg gets tangled in the lines the of the parachute. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're thinking, okay. And it looks tight on a foot, but, you know, yeah. as you realise it, it it can very yeah. quickly let go. But Stone has grabbed Kowalski's tether, but Kowalski makes the realisation that his momentum may carry both of them away. You just hold on. 
I'm gonna start pulling you in. Hey, Doc. Just hold on, hang on. I am gonna pull you in. Ryan, listen. Pull you in. You have to let me go. No. The ropes are too loose. I'm pulling no. you with me. No. You have to let me go, or we both I'm not die. Let you go. We're fine. No. Ryan, let go. No. You're not going anywhere. It's not up to you. No, 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 Please don't do this. Please, please, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Please don't, please don't do this. You're gonna make it, Ryan. He does it himself. He makes the call himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, again, another sign of experience. Like, and there's been plenty. I'm just trying to think of the name of the movie. There was like a like a where they're climbing a mountain, and one of them falls down, and the rope is potentially going to pull the other guy down, and he cuts the rope and oh, sacrifices wow. himself for the other guy to survive. Um, similar thing where he's he's run out of juice too. By the way, the jetpacks he's run out of, mm. of um, air for that and juice for that, and so off off he goes. But all the while. He's uh, giving her instructions. He's floating still away, still telling her how to get to the I have many space questions station. about how the communication works and how it would be possible, <laughs> but we'll leave that aside. And you know, but he's he, he's floating off to his death, basically, right? Yeah. He's he's floating off to, to and hoping he breaks the record. Yeah, um, but but he he doesn't just you know switch off. He he keeps communicating with course, her about what yeah. she's got to do. Yeah. How she's got to do yeah, it. He's a pro. Like, he's a pro he, to He's the a end. leader. Yeah. Mm. Now, Stone eventually gets inside the ISS and then strips out of her spacesuit. Yep. Now, here, here's one of your questions we'll answer, okay? Right, yeah. How do they do this? Oh, yeah. That was uh, when she entered this into the airlock and she took off her spacesuit. She was filmed. She sat on a rig with a bicycle seat and had her right leg strapped into a brace inside a specially made chamber, right? She then mimed the movements that were then choreographed and a camera rig was then rotated slowly to create the illusion of her rotation right. within the ISS. Wow. And lights were also played because lighting is very critical for those scenes. They were placed in strategic spots to capture um, like things like the sun shining in the windows mm -hmm. and... Um, in post-production, remember her right leg was strapped. The brace uh, in post-production was erased completely wow. and then recreated with CGI. So it looks like there's nothing holding her. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And so you imagine most of the movie they had to do this in certain parts of the film. Man. But just when you think, I did like, I don't know whether this was meant to be like an image, the imagery. Remember when she got out of her suit and she still had, there was like a cord that was sort of it's she looked like a, a like an embryo. She sort of looked like she was sort of just floating there. Floating. She looked like a baby, you know what I mean? Really? In a womb. Did you notice that? Yeah, because she she kind of just sat for a bit, didn't yeah, she? Yeah. She sort of she sort of she, curled up like a baby in the, the and the cord, I don't think, for, for the air suit from her mm. spacesuit looked like an umbilical cord. I didn't cord. notice the umbilical cord, but I certainly yeah. noticed that there was this She looked like a baby a, a moment in, a, of in a womb where yeah, she yeah. went, right, I, I've yeah. just got to I don't know if that was the intention. <laughs> That's how I think it she looks like a baby in a womb. Yeah, yeah right. an unborn baby, yeah. Anyway, 
the calm is soon uh, <laughs> killed off with the fire alarms that start blaring. And she, did you like this when she tries to use the fire extinguisher? And just, and goes, and just push away, she cracked her head. But that, in essence, is really a little bit of exposition, right? Because it's a way of teaching you. What's going to happen that, later. No, no, but even, forget yeah. later. It's yeah. just a way of teaching you about the effective force. Yes, in space. In space. Correct. And I think Zero it's, gravity. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a really simple thing yeah. that, that they do there. Well she cracks her head and it stuns her a bit too. Mm. Uh, but then she heads to the module. Uh, she's thinking, I'm out of here. This is <laughs> a fire is out of control. So she heads to the module and separates from the space station. But the, the remember the big chute? Yep. The chute's holding her back. I mean, that's what I like about this movie. Whenever she tries to do something, there's a little obstacle in a way. She's got to go clear yeah, yeah. that obstacle, get it out of there. That keeps happening to her. She eventually she puts on a Soviet spacesuit. Remember, yep. her suit was in the other yes. part of the section, so she got a, a Soviet spacesuit and just uh, she happily puts it goes on. out for another spacewalk yeah. to goes, detach some ropes. Let's untangle this, yeah. and as as timing would have it, strike two, the debris field yeah. is completed another orbit. Comes a bit early, and by the way. Totally <laughs> obliterates the International yes. Space Station. Like, completely destroys it. Smashes it. Yeah. Now she's back inside the Soyuz, and what does she discover? No fuel. No fuel. Mm. She thinks, okay, well, this is the end. I'm done. Yeah. But Kowalski suddenly appears. Check your watch. 13 hours and 11 minutes. Call Anatoly and tell him he's been bumped. <laughs> so gloomy in here, isn't it? How did you? Trust me, it's a hell of a story. What happened? That's better. I found a little extra, a little extra battery power. It helps I didn't have you around to distract me. I have to say, I'm glad to see you. I didn't think you were going to make it. Did you find the vodka? <laughs> you never told me where. Oh, well. Where I was, so. Ha. 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 Get out of here. Uh, the Chinese station's about 100 miles. Just a little Sunday drive. We can't. Sure we can. There's no fuel. I tried everything. Well, there's always something we can do. I tried everything. Did you try the soft landing jets? They're for landing, so... Well, landing is launching. It's the same thing. Didn't you learn about that in training? I never got to land the simulator, I told you. But you know about it. And I crashed it Listen, every time. you want to go back or do you want to stay here? Now, let me ask you the question. Right? Mate, yes. Were you thinking, is this real? Is he really back? Did you think that he was act, that was him or were you suspicious here? Oh, it was a wave of emotions. Right. So initially it's like, oh, my God, he got there. Like he, he because his you, momentum got him to the window. But right? when, he, when he comes but, back, but then though, he opens the window yeah, and that would have killed her. That would have killed her. That's right. But then he gets in and I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's a plot hole. Um, yeah. So, but then, then it's the cinematography here. It, it yeah. pans away from him yes. onto her, and then you realise, oh, no. It comes back, yeah. No, it's a dream. Your kid died. Doesn't get any rougher than that. Yeah. But still, it's a matter of what you do now. If you decide to go, then you got to just get on with it. Sit back, enjoy the ride. you got to plant both your feet on the ground and start living life. How did you get here? It's a hell of a story. <laughs> hey, Ryan. What? It's time to go home. Now, can I just say, yeah. that scene mm. was George Clooney's idea. 
that whole hallucination, whole hallucination of seeing Kowalski was George Clooney's idea. Because he realised he wasn't in the movie enough. Because, uh, like, George, yeah, 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 that's number one. But he, he said, um, the director sort of suggested, he goes, that wasn't, not a very happy, not a very good ending for that character. Mm. And so they they had a few revisions, um, including removing the dialogue just and just seeing him. But then mm-hmm. he said, why don't I have a shot at this monster? He wrote that scene himself wow. and goes, how about we get her make it a hallucination? And then yeah, we can no. talk to I her. I liked it, mate. I thought it yeah, was yeah. brilliant. It was excellent. Because and, it and also you... telling her time to go home, you know. Mate, it yeah. made you... It made you question. So, like, I'm thinking, plot hole, man. She would have been sucked out of the thing when he opened the door. But then it made yeah. me go, okay, but yeah. this is good. And then it made you realise it was her channeling his leadership and knowledge to find the answer. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, it was really well done. She's back in full. So, so, so I think that was like a hallucination dream. Yes. She's back to full consciousness now. Kowalski's gone. It was a dream. Um, but she mentions this. Hey, Matt. Since I had to listen to endless hours of your storytelling this week, I need for you to do me a favor. You are going to see a little girl with brown hair, very messy, lots of knots. She doesn't like to brush it. That's okay. Her name is Sarah. Can you please tell her that Mama found her red shoe? She was so worried about that shoe, Matt. Just right under the bed. Give her a big hug and big kiss for me and tell her that Mama misses her. Tell her that she is my angel. She makes me so proud. So, so proud. And you tell her that I'm not quitting. You tell her that I love her, Matt. Were you cutting onions around this time, mate? No, not re- it wasn't that emotional I, I for was, me, and yeah, I'm pretty strong. Yeah. You know, I can cry really well in a movie. <laughs> it was just really, it was a really nice moment of closure for the for the relationship between those two. Yeah, yeah. And, and it showed her emotion to a daughter because the earlier part where she talked about her daughter was obviously sad, but she just kind of said, well, so I just drive around. That's what I do. Yeah, okay, I get yeah. that, but... This was her showing, exhibiting all of her emotion. Yeah. Oh, it was good. It and was it was really also nice. sort of showed that, okay, I felt got my second wind here. We're going to get yes. home. Sort of and thing. this yeah. is why I'm doing it now. Yeah. yeah. Well, she does. She takes Matt's advice or his hallucination advice yep. and uses the thrusters to get to the Tiangong. Um, but when she gets there, she's, she finds out well, that there was no fuel to slow her down or yeah. dock. So she just ejects herself from the Sawyers. From a, and sort of, she was in a suit, and sort of a bit of a decompression. In the same way there. that she would have been if old yeah, mate yeah. actually yeah, opened right. the door. <laughs> yep. And uh, so, what does she do though? She uses the fire at extinguisher. the last minute before she yeah. ejects. She grabs the fire extinguisher, and she thought, "Yeah, this will make a yes. little makeshift thruster to pull herself towards the Tiangong." But as is brilliant yeah. and common with this movie, yeah, it doesn't just work. It's yeah. still difficult for her. Oh, yeah. And again, this is what's brilliant because, and again, I'm sure you'll run, unpack the, the the problems with it, but. It feels plausible that it oh, would yeah. be hard to grab on. It would be hard to yes. do this, and that that bloody fire extinguisher would run out, and it would have a little puff left that would make it very, very difficult yep. for her. Which was it was well done. Well, when she and she gets inside the space station, makes her way to the capsule, the Shenzhou capsule. The orbit though 
has we find that it had it had been previously hit by the debris field yes. and its orbit had deteriorated. So it's about to she enter. She kind of noticed that yeah. as she was coming up with the Soyuz too. She said like your 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 angle is declining. Yeah. That's why she kind of just immediately went for the for the jump out yeah. of the Soyuz. So it's it's in the upper edge of the atmosphere now. And problem is though, when she's in there, she can't separate the capsule from the mm. space station. I think, Jesus, this is this is going to be a fiery ride back to Earth. Yeah. Uh, so re-entry, she's uh, in the in, inside again, the capsule. Do you reckon there's a lot here that's assumed about our knowledge? So, I think most of us mm. of our age, but I wonder whether a younger generation doesn't fully understand the the burning up on re-entry oh, yeah, and stuff like so. that. Because yeah, I, think so. I think we know that from disasters yeah. that have happened, but also yes, just yeah. from from things we've watched and learned. Yep. So you kind of heat shields, and even stuff without it being said. Yeah, I think there's a part of this that you assume. It's assumed you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but luckily for her, the capsule comes loose from the station and she uh, fires the device that separates the capsule from the rest of the craft. And uh, as the capsule's heading to Earth, it luckily tilts the right way. You know, the heat shield's on the bottom, so yep. it's obviously bottom heavy. I feel heavy. like it's aerodynamically it's, it's bottom, made it's to bottom do bottom that. It's bottom heavy, yeah. so it faces that way. And it descends through the atmosphere and then the radio crackles and comes to life and we hear mission control. in the blind. As well as some other radio stations. <laughs> she doesn't say anything. It's no. just uh, so. The, and this goes to the international space community nature of things. Yeah. You know, Houston has detected this thing re-entering. They know where she is. Yeah. They know where it is. She, they don't know who it is because she doesn't yes, say anything. of course, of course. But they say we'll deploy yeah. a rescue mission because that's the yeah. they would never let even a Chinese, uh, you know, capsule yeah, just yeah. float and sink. But you're thinking here, okay, she's safe now, but the, it hits the chute before of course. she lands yeah, in the lake. Thing. Cake, the, the cabin fills up with smoke. She blows the capsule, capsule tips, fills with water. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, just got out of space, yeah. now I'm going to drown. And uh, you just, it's funny, the, it do you spend the time bottom? at these moments thinking what you would and should do? Because at that point I'm like, okay, just chill. Because just once, it gets, once it gets underwater, yeah. you can just swim but out. But how far is it going to go underwater, though? That's yeah, the but thing. once it gets out, the, the door's open. You can just swim yeah, out of the door. Maybe, you maybe. Don't have to, it doesn't have to sink. Well, I think because the force of the water coming in, she couldn't get out until that's the whole why, thing that's filled why, up All I'm water. thinking yeah. is just stop, stop, yeah. let it fill up. Well, I do know. And, and after I, that, the pressure's yeah. gone. I do know. I'm, I uh, remember talking to a helicopter pilot. Mm. Uh, I remember one big story I wrote at the telly as a cadet was when the police helicopter crashed at Balmoral. Mm. And the, one of the pilots happened to be the brother of a bloke I went to school with. So he right. gave me a great scoop on what happened inside. Yeah. Their training is as soon as they hit the water, their training is they can't move for 30 seconds. They've got to let everything stop. Yes, because you the, don't want to get out. Yeah. So that, was, that, that I think would be like this where yes. they've stopped – she stopped and think, okay, I've got to wait for this to fill up and then I'll swim out, yes. which is what she does. And that swim to the surface thinking, come on, Mate. that, that gasp of I was breath. in the pool last on the weekend with the kids, you know, <laughs> doing the underwater, you swim underwater the other end. And I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm watching this going, her breath must be just yeah, out of yeah. it. Her lungs wow. are screaming. And yeah. uh, she does uh, She does get out. She gets, I think she takes off her, no, no, she takes off her spacesuit before she goes to the surface. Hey, she, well, she, she's yeah. in it. Uh, the spacesuit is it off as she's going her. She yeah. can't get up. Because it's going to drag her down. Because it's yes. so heavy and stuff. So she actually gets out of it underwater and that's how yes, she's and able that's, to swim to the top. she's able to get to the top. Yeah. And then she swims to shore. She That that gasp of breath of hers this, was amazing. Uh, this is a great yeah. scene to demonstrate her abilities. 
Because, yeah, you know, the, she's pretty the fact that you, you slump to your face on the sand. Because yeah. it's funny when you watch these things, you think if someone asked me, if we were filming a video and someone said <laughs> just slump with your face at the sand, I'd be like, well, maybe I'll just slump an inch from the sand. Yeah. But no, no, she's this is, fully committed. This is yeah. it. You're in it. You're, oh, yeah. you're in the character. You know what I mean? Like, of course. It, it's immersive. I do like it how she doesn't just lay there. No. She gets to her feet. It's like it's like a boxer thinking, okay, I've got to beat the beat the count. Yeah. She gets up and on shaky legs though, but she made it. Yeah. She did it. She did it. She, she did it. And the, the amazing thing is, that's it. Yeah. End of movie. Because it, And the the name of the movie is at the end. Gravity yeah. is at the very that's the, the, what you see after she gets up. The there's other movies which we've done where things happen and then they they show them afterwards yeah, yeah, in whatever yeah, happened to yeah. them or you know yep. but there's no need no. for a follow-up here because nope. it's and i think part of that here's my theory on that she doesn't have anyone yeah so all you're going to show is that she goes back to work and she but does it, whatever it, but but it would have ruined the symmetry of the movie you know what i mean like having she was alone for most of the movie just yes. her and, and no Matt. i i i think why, it's the best why ending. crowd it with with other all that other stuff i have to pay other actors when <laughs> you can just get it done <laughs> maybe no no it was very it yeah. was, it's it ended well I, I don't have a problem with the end let's get into a couple of lines here <laughs> starting with this one half of north america just lost their facebook now that's interesting, right? What year because was this? This was 2013. Yep. Um, and interestingly, uh, a lot of the communication satellites that were destroyed, and he says, okay, half of America just lost their Facebook. Um, the internet doesn't use satellites all, all the time. No, it, it, uh, it, it would, uses it high speed landlines and microwave relay towers. So we can. So he's he either made a, a joke uh, or um, the he, he, he either didn't know or. But either way, the Facebook I think, statement. I think a large part of right. America does use we're still use, but they will still be had Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it would have been better to say a large part of America just lost its cable TV or something. Yeah, maybe because yeah, they they're very big on satellite TV. Yeah, and I think at the time, what is it? Facebook was uh, nine years old, so yeah. it was still relatively new. Yeah, here's another one, uh, a really emotional line here too. Ryan, you're gonna have to learn to let go. But I, I want to hear you say you're gonna make it. Come on, Ryan, say it. Did you wonder that why she was known? Oh, that's what she says it in the movie. Like, but at the start, you're thinking Ryan. Why Ryan? Yeah, and she uh, says, know, oh, I know, had, my dad wants." I a boy. assumed it was a last name, like you know yeah. Jack Ryan. I assumed it yeah. was you know Sandra no. Ryan. Ryan, no, yeah, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How did that happen? Some uh, looks. I think some forgivable plot holes here, right? The first one. Do you remember when uh, Kowalski says, "Look, let go of the rope. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to drift away." Hmm. Apparently that could never happen because they're both in the same orbit around Earth. A short, a little tug would have brought him back to her. Well, that's and that yeah. yeah I, I there's those little questions that yeah. I had because any momentum is consistent momentum yeah. in space. That's right. Well, that's the other part of this. When she disconnects from Kowalski um, and she rebounded back to the ISS, that wouldn't have happened. Well, yeah, another the reason, force would have pulled her back in. So the direction. reason I accepted yeah. that that did happen was yeah. because she was being pulled. Her yeah. leg was being pulled by the ropes of the parachute, and assume even a, the most minute level of elasticity in the rope yeah. would would have once her. once she loses the other force. Well, that's the other part of this. Her. When she would have stopped when the ropes reached the end of their slack, mm. and that way Kowalski would have also stopped as well. Anyway. Uh, when they reach the shuttle, 
Do you remember when they go back and assess mm. and it's destroyed? They see the dead astronauts and everything. Uh, he could have looked for extra air canisters. I did think that as yeah. 100%. Grab, I'm grab like, the supply. Can we get some air for yeah. her? She's on the food. Just she's on eight percent. Yeah, that's right. Old mate with a hole in his head. Yeah. Is there a way we can take, take his, his oxygen? Exactly. Yeah. Because he doesn't need it anymore. They could have harvested. He's his got air. natural oxygen. Absolutely. Just flowing through <laughs> his head. Right. Oh, the space shuttle Explorer mm. being in the same orbit as the Hubble Space Telescope. Right. Oh, while no. it's being repaired. Yes. Both the ISS and you assume the Chinese space station are in orbit at the same, roughly the same altitude, which is uh, about I think about a hundred and hundred no about two three hundred kilometers above the surface of the Earth, but they're they're definitely not ever in the same orbit. So for them to say, oh, there's the ISS over there, yeah, oh, there's yeah. the Chinese space station there, they're very rarely that close together. They'd normally be on the other sides of the Earth, so it wouldn't be so close. Right. Just for safety's sake, they've got to be separated. Makes sense. So, yeah. Given, uh, given this movie, it makes sense. The the And the orbits circle the centre of the Earth's mass, so they, and they can't parallel each other, so they can't be in the same orbit because they've got to be over the central. They're all sort of on the same line, so they've got to be separated, so they can't be so that close to each other. Anyway. Mm. Things you might not know. A lot. Now, for most of Sandra Bullock's shots, she was, for the weightlessness, she was placed inside a giant rig, a mechanical rig. Mm. And the rig, getting her in the rig took ages. And so rather than her going in and having a break for lunch and coming back out, she stayed in the rig for 10 hours a day. And she wow. just had a little headset where she can talk to him on the ground as well. So rather than having to get up and down, she thought, no, I'm going to stay up here. Wow. Now, the other, the other thing she said, he, uh, the, the, they, they uh, were, were, she had to memorize long combinations of movements in mm. the rig. Yeah, and, right. And it, because, became, it became a little I bit like. it was choreographed, right? Yeah. So what you're telling me is essentially this is all a big green screen. Yes. And the actual, you know, ISS that she's in is not there. And so they're they're filming, and so her choreographing, moving left, moving right, turning. That's right. But they can then build that around that, and then the camera moves around her, mm. and then it fills in the background. So, right. um, what they had to do is they had to they had to like it was almost like a dance. They mm. had to choreograph her movements, so she had to remember long combinations of precise movements. She had to hit certain marks, marks yeah. at the time and um, she had to coordinate her own movements with the wire rig attached to her mm. and the camera. Right. So it was this multifaceted shot going on. Uh, the Remember that early shot, the 12 and a half minute scene? Yep. And what they did here, because in space, right, with no gravity, mm. there's no up or down. It's just there, right? Mm. Up or down means nothing. Yeah. And so... Uh, Coron, the director, took that into account. He it, it made a decision to place some parts of the shots to keep the to keep so that you're not looking at the same thing. He decided to flip it at the same time. So right. much much of that shot, he kept it upside down. Right. Because there's no upside down no, in space. It doesn't matter. So rather than you just having the same angle, he decided let's flip it around and make that part of the camera yes, movement. Yes, of course. And to to give it, make it, keep it entertaining. They, nice. they, they rather have a look at the same thing all the time. Uh, so the they did a little shooting. Now, how, how did they shoot the astronauts and their suits? They didn't shoot them with glass. So they shot their faces 
and put the glass in later. Oh, really? Yeah. You look at the behind the scenes. Because then you have weird reflections. There's and like stuff. little, there's like little poles sticking out around their faces. That you can see their helmet, but it didn't have a glass on it. So they filmed it, and so we will. They can light the actors' faces and then put in the glass afterwards. That's how they did it. Yeah, That's absolutely smart. remarkable. So, but the lighting. This was the 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 biggest challenge was lighting their faces to match the environment. So what they did, they had so they said if the light's not moving at the same at the speed that it has to move, mm. it's going to look wrong. Yeah. And he goes the contrast and density on the faces is wrong. So what they did, they they folded an LED screen into a box. So they had a screen and the actor was inside the box. So one side of it had LEDs on all sides so that the light's consistent and inside the box they filmed them and the box moved with them like the sun would. So they, they kept it. That that was the key Mate. to the spacewalk scenes where they had a nine-foot, so it's like a, a three-metre cube big enough for one actor so they could film that their part. That's amazing. So much, so much to do there. Did you notice at the – it's around during that big, long opening shot, there's a, there's a scene where Kowalski comes really close to the camera? Yeah. If you get your pause button out, the you'll see a reflection of as a joke of a, of the crew filming them for a split second you see a camera and a person because he wanted to 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 look like the scene was actually filmed in space so if you look at that bit it's three minutes fifty Kowalski comes really close to the camera get your pause button out and you'll see a picture of a guy holding a camera in his reflection. So that they gives you the impression that it was actually filmed in space, and oh, they just you just caught one of the crew in the in the oh, reflection. <laughs> the other thing too, did you notice? Um, there was a lot of stars in the background, right? Yeah, and the stars were twinkling. Stars in space don't twinkle. Oh, stop being a narc. Well, I'm, a, I'm an astrophotographer, mate. So the twinkling seen from Earth is a result of the Earth's atmosphere. So the atmosphere of the Earth is what makes stars twinkle, not the stars there twinkling, right? So huh. if they're in a low Earth orbit, they should not twinkle. <laughs> now, the film is 90 minutes long, which is pretty cool. You, you like yeah, a no, short it's a movie? Good length, yeah. Now, in, uh, in reality, the ISS, the space station, travels uh, and orbits the Earth every 90 minutes. So the, the debris right field length. also circles Earth every 90 minutes. Nice. Boom. Three questions for Trev. Hit me. Did you watch this show with your daughter who no. wants to be an astronaut? I wanted oh, you're to. You're on a plane. You yeah, were, but in the end Would you like... have watched it with her? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's into that age. Do you reckon yeah. this might have discouraged her from being an astronaut? She can't or... be an astronaut. She's gluten-free. Ah, oh, really? Mm. Damn it. Yeah. Gee, surely we can put a person on the moon, but, but not we can't. We can't do celiac food. What the hell? <laughs> Question two. Do you think the movie deserved all those Oscars? Oh yeah, I, I mate, I think it should have won. I, yeah, I think Sandra won Bullock best movie. Uh, at that uh, twenty thirteen. Oh, put me on the spot, why don't you? Well, so that's the I'll only thing it. I think about yeah. what beat it and whether or not yeah. that was better. Yeah. Uh, look, is Sandra Bullock's performance Oscar worthy? I think so because you've got to appreciate the solo nature of it, the the physical uh, acting that occurs when it's about emotion rather than scripting. And I think – so I think those things really should mean she should have won the, the Oscar herself. The movie – the best picture went to 12 Years a Slave. Rubbish movie. Yeah. Okay. Should have been this one. <laughs> the other nominated films were Frozen. 
<laughs> the Great Gatsby, Blue Jasmine, um, and that's it. Yeah. The fact is, it it absolutely deserved visual effects. Oh, yeah. it did. Well, it got one seven Oscars, including yeah. Best Director too. That's yeah. a pretty big nod. Well, yeah. Question three: oh, yeah. If given the opportunity, mm-hmm. would you go into space? Would you do it? Y- yes. You would? Yeah. Okay. Me too. But not not Blue Origin, you know, just see it for a second and then come back down. Yeah, you want to go up in orbit. I, I want to go yeah. up, yeah. In the exactly. space station or do a lap, a few laps in the space shuttle I'd just or be happy or... with a couple of laps as yeah. long as I've got a window. Exactly. Like you want to, imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine being up there and so, having yeah. a look over my... Because I'd be in the you window. You don't want an aisle seat, imagine, do you? Imagine being in the aisle seat yeah, having yeah, a look no, next no. to me. No, I'd say they can't have an aisle seat, mate. <laughs> They're all going to be window seats. So, yeah, I, and I've always said it, I just wouldn't be first. <laughs> Definitely a window seat. Love yeah. that. Righto, mate. That's Gravity. Give us your wrap-up and rating. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Visually, it felt real. And I yeah. think that says so much about the work yep. that they did to pull this off. Um, I, I I love the fact that it was not predictable. And normally you'd say all these twists and turns are a bit, come on, mate, really? Yeah. But, you know, this is disastrous territory. You were caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah, caught up in it. So it had me hooked. I think, it, yeah, I think it's a great story mm. that doesn't follow – the norms. I yeah, think it's not of, like of, a typical movie, eh? It's yeah. all happening in orbit. I don't, I, don't, I don't follow. I think it follows the norms of you know story arcs and things either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, loved it. Great movie. I man, I'll give it a nine. Wow, I'm yeah, a, nine a nine five. I'm a nine five. Yeah. One little tidbit I didn't mention earlier. Mm. You know when she landed in the water at the end? Yeah, that's the same lake where they land in Planet of the Apes. I was just going to say they it looks Planet a little of the bit, Apes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the nineteen? Yeah, the, I do. Our second or third movie we did yeah, on the show. Yeah. 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 There you interesting go. bit of tidbit there. Anyway, that was Gravity. I'm glad you enjoyed that, mate. Loved what, do you give it, it yeah. a nine? nine? I'm a nine five. Yeah. Um, next week, we're going to do a 1998 film, Rush Hour, starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Directed by Brett Ratner. Chris Tucker, hold that thought. Which movie that we've already covered mm-hmm. on the show has Chris Tucker appeared in? Is it A, The Fifth Element, B, Aliens, C, October Sky, or D, Identity. Was he the taxi driver in The Fifth Element? He wasn't. The, he was in no. The Fifth Element. You're the right. Element. But he was, remember when they went out on that thing and he was the entertainer? Remember Ruby, Ruby uh, with, the, with the white wig? So I got it yeah. right. So it was, yeah, he wasn't the cab driver. But anyway, that's great. You, you picked the movie. That was Gravity. We hope you enjoy uh, hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Uh, but please join us next next week for Rush Hour. Trevor, see you then. Bring it on.